Hello everyone, I'm Jack Nolan, and welcome back to another episode of the Stuttering Springboard. I joined Brian Nolan as he interviews Alexa Hewitt, a graduate student at West Chester University. Alexi is also a substitute teacher and a recent founder of the extant chapter of the National Stuttering Association. Her energy and passion are contagious. Her courage to start an NSA chapter and her, her grit to persevere through substitute teaching experiences as a person who stutters are are nothing short of inspiring. Take a listen. Welcome to the Stuttering Springboard, a podcast put on by the Nolan Stuttering Foundation. We focus on helping young people who stutter spring to the next level in life and educate the population on what it means to be a person who stutters and the experiences that they have. I was introduced to this guest today by my mentor, Dr. Joe Donaher. Um, So I had a call with her last week. Her name is Alexandra Hewitt, and we're gonna call her Lexi, which she goes by. Uh, She is a dynamo, both in the educational world and in the stuttering and and, uh, speech world, and you'll see why. She is chapter lead and and founder of the Exton PA chapter of the National Stuttering Association, where she created a community where people who stutter um, have allies and connect with each other to be their authentic self, which we know is really important for people who stutter because sometimes we hide our authentic self. She's a graduate of Gwinnett Mercy University in 2021, and she is uh, about a month away from graduating with a master's in school counseling at Westchester University. Uh, Interestingly, she's a substitute teacher, holy cow, uh, at North Penn. and uh, I want to give a very, very warm welcome to Lexi. Welcome, Lexi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So good to have you. So good to be here. She's just, uh, you can't see her, her face, listeners, but she is just um, a bubbly bunch of energy ready to <laughs> change the world. Yeah. Um, I want to get right into it. I, I'm intrigued yeah. when I was doing some research on you and your resume. I saw the term, and I've heard it before, neurodiversity Mm -hmm. affirming. Yeah. Neurodiversity affirming. Um, What what does that title mean to you? What does that term mean to you, and how does it apply? Um, So um, uh, basically um, what it means um, is that, like, you help um, advocate for um, for, um, students, like, who are, um, neurodivergent, 
which in like that like umbrella term uh emit like encompass encompasses like like ADHD, autism, stuttering, like like Tourette's, like a whole bunch of different um mm. uh like disabilities. Um and like then it um and then like then it's a like framework to help like uplift and then like serve these these like people like best to like have like their autonomy and like just like be their like true like authentic selves um and then so then um since I am in a school counseling program um um I want to like uplift and serve every like student that I have so like regardless if they are like neurotypical or like neurodivergent I just want to help all the kids so it helped them uh not feel shame help them mm-hmm. help them not feel that they're so different that yep. in fact everybody has something everybody's and so everybody's different so everybody's the same because we all have we all have differences yeah you know that what i love about it uh too is that often stuttering is, is seen as just uh you know the person's nervous and if they just just slow down they, mm-hmm. they will not be nervous if they just breathe they'll be okay um but the reality is that it's a neurological disorder mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, so we need to recognize it like a lot of these other uh disorders um yeah. so so when and how did you get the inspiration to start a chapter of the NSA um what inspired you um, so, um, I had worked with the, um, NSA for a couple of years now. Um, I started back in 2019. Um, I had done a, um, I had done a, uh, kids workshop, um, at their one conference. Um, and then ever since then I have been a mentor. I have been an intern and I've just been a part of this community for a very long time um um and like then I had thought about like what would like I have wanted when I was like younger um and then I just thought like why don't I just try to start something and see if it works and so far it's been working pretty good so what was I mean this I mean this seems to me to be like a a major challenge uh to do do something like this i mean the first challenge yeah i mean for me i i put i put myself back at your age and i i yeah. wasn't ready i was i hadn't really accepted the fact that i stuttered and so the idea of of um i'll say coming out and yeah and communicating it and then and then to use my entrepreneurial uh sense which i am to do that was how how long did it take you to to come around to get um the courage really to do something like this um well definitely like because like i mean growing up um um i had had a uh um i am have a uh 
other who um, stutters. Um, and um, so then like gr growing up with him, I had like had like somebody like next to me to to like you know like talk about like stuttering things um mm. although it hadn't really like affected him like emotionally as much did, did you guys talk did about it me. did you guys talk about it much no not really because I mean like I I had tried but like it just doesn't like like seem to affect him as much like emotionally as it um affected me um and then um so then like growing up like that was pretty hard and then like I mean ever since I found like a stuttering like community and I just like blossomed from there like I think like every year I just feel more confident in my stutter wow I mean I I, I grew up not talking about it I mean that was part of the problem is mm -hmm. just, it was uh, as I said in previous podcasts it was like the biggest secret everybody knows about and yeah. so not not talking about it made it worse it was almost like uh Voldemort in um Harry Potter is that the right <laughs> yeah. am I saying that right like yeah <laughs> you know he he who shouldn't be talked about it was it was this thing and just you know put it away maybe it'll get better yeah. um which we know it doesn't get better it doesn't go away uh, it's something you learn to live with and it's part of you like in that neurodiversity spirit yeah. um so so you had this idea to get started what mm -hmm. what happened next where did you start like so did you get help from the the national association yes national yeah yes um so um since it's through their um association um i had used one of their like templates um uh for a flyer um and um then my um a girlfriend and i um like went around and then like um hung it up like in like downtown like westchester just to like try and get people to see it um and then they had done um the NSA had done some like media pushes for me um through um email um and yeah like I mean they've they have been a big help and then um I have also tried to contact local like speech therapy um companies and then like school um speech and language pathologists so I've just been trying to go every corner and outlet that I can is that that how you met Joe Donaher um so actually I had been a former client of his like a decade ago um and then um when um when the um NSA sent out a um email blast about ah, um, uh, he saw it. my chapter ah. he had seen it and then like he was like way to go that's so awesome and I was uh, he, like, he was Thank he contacted you. He, he just exuded with uh pride uh yeah. so so proud of what what you had accomplished and um you know what what i love about this is i'm i'm uh, connecting with all these people like you uh last week i met the uh, students at penn 
And mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I really want to do is I want to create help create a larger network um, yeah. across the U.S. Uh, as well. Um, so so there was a, a was there a template for like how to run a meeting? Do you, like when so you have you have what eight nine people show up ten people, yeah. and and what do you do? Like how does it work? Um. So um, I had um a introduced um myself um and then I um introduced what I have like planned for the chapter so um since it is um at like adults and families um um I um I uh want to run more um like family kids events um but um so the um NSA um they have some um uh they have some um like documents when you um to, uh, become a, a chapter leader but to like help get started and like what to do at your first meetings but um but um since I have experience like like teaching and then like running a group and everything um mm, I, well. I just kind of like used my yeah, yeah. um I just kind of used like my like counselor experience. Um, um, and then we had like introduced everybody and then we would talk about like, um, yeah, like, I mean, it, um, we've only had one um, meeting thus far, but it was a good meeting. Uh, are, you, are you prepared for the um, emotional aspect here and when I find often when I start to share my journey um I become sort of overwhelmed with emotion um and uh are you are you prepared for handling the emotional stuff that people need to shed in, in order to start to get through through this acceptance phase um yes because um um uh for example um, my uh, dad had um, gone to um, our first meeting um, um, and then he had gotten like choked up um, to, uh, because like he hadn't like fully realized how like him like finishing like my uh, sentences like growing up like would affect right. me. Right. Um, 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 and then like, so then like having like our first meeting with like my dad getting like choked up and everything. Um, 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 and then like just us, just us like, you know, like my own experiences with like having like that emotional struggle with, with like stuttering. It's kind of like almost like cathartic in a way to like help others like oh, bridge that gap tremendously yeah. cathartic oh cathartic it's amazing yeah, yeah. it's amazing it, it it helps us through it and th this emotional uh stuff um i say stuff uh you know tears and bringing about is um i i think it's really part of the journey and uh yeah. i you know uh it it sort of makes me think how important it is to say that this is a safe place it's an open heart room 
and um, tears are not only accepted, they're welcomed because it's part of, of the emotional outlet that um, yeah. many of us have bottled up for years. Yeah. Really bottled 100%. up for years. Yeah. Running, 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 running away, running as far away as we could. And um, my re reason why I'm so excited to talk to you is because I, you know, I think I was, uh, I was 50 before I started running back towards it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I almost felt this uh, clock ticking like, Nolan, you've got to do something. You got to stop. Yeah. You got to stop pretending. I mean, I, I didn't talk about it with my friends or anything. Uh, on that, on that topic, can you can you talk about um, how you how you disclose stuttering and maybe the whole topic of disclosure um, mm -hmm. and how you know and like when in your life uh, did you begin disclosing it openly? And what what recommendations do you have for people listening? Um, so um, when I, um, if I'm in like a job interview or I'm like meeting someone for the first time, um, um, like it's kind of hard, like not for like other people to like notice. Cause like, you know, like when you start speaking funny people notice well they um, give you the look like uh like yeah. Hendrickson says in his book John, yep. John Hendrickson yeah. yeah that look you're like oh they they know something's wrong with me yeah um um so then like I just like normally say like hey like um um I have a stutter and it like may like take a while for um for uh, me to finish my sentences but I'm like here and ready and um or whatever and like like 99% of the time I have found that people are very accepting and patient and they wait um but um I'm trying to think of when I first started disclosing my stutter and I think I've just always felt the need to like disclose it so then I like didn't I don't know like I just needed other people to know that I have this thing um and explain it for myself and like have that ownership of it so um but like definitely in the past couple of years I felt more like confident being like okay like this is me this is who I am um, and, um, uh, when I, um, when I, um, sub or, um, go, uh, into my, um, like, counseling, uh, internship, um, um, uh, on my, um, lanyard, um, I had gotten it on a Betsy, um, and it says, like, please wait, I have a stutter, um, mm. um, um, and then like, sometimes like, it's a like, I'd open it out and, um, and then like, be like, what is that? And like, and I'm like, oh, like, it's like just a thing like that, that, that explains that. And I like talk like funny sometimes, but it's like, mm, yeah. So uh, that's. I think you're my new hero. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, is that just great? <laughs> we all smiling here. Holy mackerel. You know, uh, Joe, Joe Donaher says that um, often people react to our stutter the way we react to our stutter. Yeah. And, and so when you um, when you share the fact that you stutter and say it's not a big deal, it just may take me longer. Um, they're relieved as well because they, yeah. they're trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, let me just be clear. Listening is hard sometimes, right? I mean, not, yeah. not a lot of people are good at listening. So now, now picture someone listening to a, a person speak, trying to figure out what, what's going on. Is it, is there, is there something wrong? And yeah. so let's, let's say, no, there's no, not something wrong. This is just who I am and it's okay. And now they can start start to focus on the content of your communication, not on the method and not on mm -hmm. the blocking because they're trying to figure out. So they're totally missing what you're saying because they're trying to figure yeah. out what's going on with, with this person. And then not, not everybody has had a lot of experience speaking with people who stutter. Some have. So um, that is just awesome. I, I want to, I want to hit on something that you said and 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 do so you're yes yeah. you're, you're a substitute teacher yep at north penn that is like so courageous i mean i remember <laughs> i remember how we treated subs like yeah. oh it's a sub we can throw paper airplanes at each other we don't have uh -huh. to we don't have to be serious about this what what grades do you do you sub and then have you had any rough experiences um, so, um, I sub mainly for, um, elementary level, um, and by this point I've been a sub for, um, about two years, um, and, um, and, um, and it's like something that I had, um, like, I hadn't really thought that I could be like a, a substitute teacher because like my anxiety was like, ah, like this is scary but um uh but the um opportunity came up to um sub um in the uh, district where i had uh, grown up um and i just like loved it and it's helped like to develop my ability to like speak in front of others because i have to walk into a random classroom every day um, um, and then like too, um, like it's also helped to like my like classroom management when I, um, when I, um, when I, uh, sub and then like do my like counseling lessons because I know now how to like work with students and like run a classroom. Um, so then that's also helpful with, with, with my meetings too, to then know how to run a- It relates. Yeah, um, but um, I've had a few challenging days, obviously when, when like being a like substitute teacher, and I kind of just like let it like fall back and I'm like, okay, like mm. this is not an everyday occurrence, you mm. know? Interesting. The the anxiety piece is what I'm uh, so impressed with, like pushing forward in, in the face of anxiety. I, I can almost, as you were talking, I, I, I was picturing how it must have felt to to walk 
like that first step in a classroom. Yeah. Um, like parking in the in the parking lot, walking in the door, your heartbeat, heartbeat mm-hmm. racing, uh, what's this gonna be like? And then you you push through, like pushing yeah. through with all kinds of resistance, like telling you you don't need to do it probably. What what was the gumption? What what was it that made you push through? I mean, this is this is so this is so um, big. This is so big yeah. for everybody who stutters, right? Like, yeah, the anxiety and um, the avoidance that comes from anxiety and and the avoidance reduction, which is what you did. Yeah. Um. Like I mean, like I think I've just learned to like separate my stutter from my like professional like world because like those two had been so like mixed up in my head for a a long time because like I had like grown up like 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 never thinking that I could like stand in front of a classroom and right sure like I never thought that I could do that. Like that I would really be a crazy did. career for me. Like I yeah. couldn't do that. Yeah. Like and then like look at me now. Like well, you're you're like a really outgoing person, and so the idea of you not being a leader, not getting up, is is counterintuitive to who you are inside. Yeah. And this thing, this 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 disorder was not going to stop you from from doing that. Like that was the power of yourself. Like, yeah. Dude, just revel in that, will you? That is amazing. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> it's just amazing. Um, because I I my my biggest fear um around young people who stutter is, is that um the anxiety beats them. Yeah. Is that they don't they don't uh push through um in what they were meant to do and to become the best version. I mean, you you are clearly becoming the best version of yourself and yeah, thanks. yeah stuttering only makes you better because you gives you the empathy and an understanding for things have you ever ever thought about that boy it took me a long time to think about that one that stuttering can actually make me better um what's your thoughts on on that um yeah like so um um t- since i am in like school counseling and i learn all about like social emotional learning and all that um um it's like definitely made me realize that I'm more of a empathetic person um than like most people would be mm-hmm. um because um because um I had just taught a um lesson a a few weeks ago for um I think third graders um, that had been on, um, active, uh, listening skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, while, while I had been making it, I'm like, wow, like so many like adults need to like learn these skills. Mm. Um, and especially cause it's just something that I've just like, picked up on myself because I know how important it is when um when people take the time to listen to me so I want to 
listen to every word that that uh, they say because like getting the words out is hard for me um yeah like I mean yeah I don't know how to finish that sentence so is it is this is this like go so now going from from teaching uh to Mm -hmm. this uh career your master's in school counseling is, is that is this this understanding that like on a one-on-one basis I can make a difference versus teaching communicating broadly content versus uh counseling when when did that that switch come about like in your mind um so actually um school counseling has always been there in the front of my mind um 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 although a to be a um, school counselor, um, 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 it's a master's program. So then I had to get my mm. undergrad in something. Um, and then I thought about psych, uh, psychology, but um, education seemed to be, be the best main route to, um, to mm. being in school counseling. So um, I had definitely struggled with a bit of like imposter syndrome, right i get it during my like undergrad because it's like there's like all of these like educators like around me who like you know want want to be like teachers while it's like i'm here because i need to be here for like my next step to like then like really hit my peak of like this Mm -hmm. is what i want to do um you fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know all about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is really healthy, actually. It, it yeah. um, if you read about it, it, it te- it's healthy at first. It just it, not that it sticks with you is healthy, but it it forces you to get better. Yeah. Imposter syndrome it enforce, forces you to learn and get it and 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 strive on personal development. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a that's that's a good part about it. Um, were you only really only one pound at birth? Is that true? I read that in your bio. What were, that sounds like that much have been a, uh, a touch and go. I mean, I've heard a two pound, a premature baby. You were one pound. Yep. Um, so I had been born one pound. Um, um, and then two, two years later, my, um, uh, my brother had, also been born uh, premature um and then he had been two pounds so wow m- m- my mom had both sets of preemies wow so i mean that that was challenging it's it seems like you know challenges at birth you you learned how to fight yeah <laughs> <laughs> you did can can you speak about then some of your youth um some of the most challenging times uh as a person who stutters, um, uh, transitioning to different levels and any, any stories you can remember, uh, about, I mean, you also have you, I mean, you've, you're outgoing. So you're, you're an extrovert. Um, was there a time that you pretended you weren't an extrovert be- because you stuttered? Um, yes. Like, I feel like I'm both of like a, extrovert and an introvert so I forget what the term is but 
Um, but um, definitely my stutter would like, I don't like it just like held me back. I think like emotionally because I like didn't want to talk um, like a during like class, like readings and like presentations, like I didn't want to get up there and do it. Um, but so um, uh, one example is that um, actually when I started working with um, Joe Donaher, um, I had been in I think fourth or fifth grade. Um, um, and then I had been so excited because I was like, like, I had been like working on my stutter and gaining more confidence. Um, um, and then I had written out this like speech about like, like about stuttering and being a person who stutters. And I mean, this had been back in like fourth and fifth grade. Um, mm -hmm. um, um, and then I did it and I felt really good. And then like Joe Adonaher wanted a copy like um like um my principal wanted to copy and it and it had and it had been a huge thing um and then my class had like bullied me behind my back about it and like talked bad about me um so then that had definitely like diminished my confidence from that mm -hmm. event mm -hmm. um but like looking back on it like it's one of the first like glimpses of um of my like stuttering like advocacy journey so it's a great place for like me to start but it still doesn't mean that like that memory doesn't hurt you know mm. I get it I mean I, I I think a lot of us who stutter have um what we might call nuclear experiences yeah. And, I mean, there's the everyday challenges of interaction that we struggle through or avoid, right? Yeah. And then there's the uh, major situations that um, sort of uh, permanently impact us and and change us and yeah. um, hopefully don't block us from from it. But we, <clears throat> it sounds like with you. Um, it became uh, a catalyst for your journey uh, for the cause. It is a is a book I recently finished by Ryan Holiday called "The Obstacle Is the Way," and it talks about how obstacles um, actually make us stronger and becomes hmm. the way. Um, yeah. And and um, in John John Henderson's book, um, uh, which is called "Life on Delay," uh, the you turn you open the book and there's a it's a quote by uh, Marcus Aurelius, who is a, a famous Roman emperor, um, who was known as a good emperor, uh, by the way. And the quote is, um, the impediment to action advances action, that what stands in the way becomes the way. Mm. And um, in, in, in my talk with you, it's become the way. I mean, it's, it's yeah. that's why it's so huge. Um, what do you want the world to know about what it means to be a person who stutters? Um, I think I want people to have more empathy 
for um, us people who stutter because like, I mean, like, like, like Joe Biden still gets ridiculed for, um, for, um, for how he speaks and, and he is the like president, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, so definitely have more empathy um, and really like just be patient because like we know what 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 we are trying to say it's just gonna take a second and you just gotta wait yeah yeah just be patient um and I want to add on to that definition yeah. too um and that we're not weak um no we're not we're not nervous people we're mm-hmm. we're we're just struggling through um a challenge and um uh don't don't feel too sorry for us have empathy for what for, mm-hmm. for the moment but don't feel too sorry for us what if you could go back to your um eighth grade self i actually maybe i'll go back to your to your fourth fourth or fifth grade self first yeah and then we'll go to your eighth grade self what what would you tell yourself now like if you're looking down at yourself what, what would you tell yourself about your world and what to do um honestly I would tell them to just like ignore whatever my my like classmates like whispered about because like I'm running my own chapter of a stuttering organization and I get to spread that message that I wanted to spread then so just just to know that like things really do get better Mm-hmm. And this is not going to stop you from being what you want to be. Oh now, yeah, no. Now, now go go to to your either eighth grade self or your high school self. Anything different there you would say to yourself? Um, I'll do eighth grade self because she was a little like tween who's anxious and depressed and. Um, mm-hmm all of that and like I think I just like really tell her that like things get better um because I had like struggled with my like sexuality for a long time too like on top of like struggling with a stutter and mental illness and everything um and I would just like show her like my life now because I'm in as I'm in my um as I'm in my a dream like master's program I live with my girlfriend um and our dog and I'm in like a healthy loving relationship and I am a stuttering chapter leader like we've said and just that like like to not give up wow that is awesome um (laughs) Lexi I I I just want to thank you for for sharing um a great story of your journey so far and you know i did you know it's um the journey continues you know you never kind of arrive which is a beautiful thing and you know people who stutter are uh, it's an evolving journey and uh, i i look forward to meeting you in person um Hopefully you can make it to our uh, Springboard workshop. I'll put a little ad out for that uh, for yeah. 
listeners, um, on May 20th, we are having a springboard workshop geared towards young people who, who stutter, um, working with adults who stutter. Um, adults who stutter will talk about their stories and their, and their journeys uh, to help younger people transition. Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, you can um, find out more about that. Um, it's on um, Instagram. Uh, we also, you can email us at uh, info at nolansf.org. Um, let me just ask you, what's next? You graduated in May and where, where are you going? What, what's the opportunity that you're going after now? I mean, this is your next, your next transition. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> like, what are you going to blow past yes. now and prove to the world um, who you are? Well, um, I actually don't uh, graduate until May, 2024. Um, so I still have more grad school to go. Um, but, um, um, so by that time, um, I hope to be a, um, school counselor in a district near, um, near like Southeastern PA area, um, somewhere. Um, and then I hope to still be a chapter leader. Um, um, and then I want to get my, um, uh, licensed at professional uh, counselor um, certification. Um, so my uh, LPC, um, uh, so then um, I can do like one-on-one -on -one counseling on the side too. That's great. That's Thanks. great. Well, we're going to uh, follow your uh, journey and yeah. uh, we'll have you back here as a guest as we see your progress. <laughs> my words, parting words to you are continue to be bold and to be brave and to continue to be, be the best version of yourself because it's a beautiful thing. Thanks, Lexi. Thanks yeah. so much. Until next time. Thanks. Nolan Stuttering Foundations, or NSF's, primary purpose is to bring young people who stutter together and help them become the best versions of themselves. We do this through programming design to help them share and navigate the unique communication and psychological challenge they experience. NSF helps prepare young people to take the next step in their lives, whether it's high school, college, or, or, or your, your career. For ideas and, and contributions to the podcast, contact us at info at nolansf.org.